Volunteer State. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Ballquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK and by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... been an outstanding Sunday afternoon for you across the great state of Tennessee or wherever you might be listening. This is Chris Lowe with Austin Price, and it's the nation. We do this every Sunday night, and we certainly appreciate you spending part of your Sunday evening with us as we change locations, Texas Roadhouse locations anyway tonight. We're at the Morrell Road location just adjacent to Westtown Mall. Certainly uh, want to thank our friends over the Knoxville Center for being such gracious hosts the first um, couple months of our show, but we'll be here at the Morrell Road location through AP, I think the first week in December, um, and it's uh, great to see the folks here. Always busy, and um, when you, you, just when you start to walk in here, you can smell the steak. What'd you go with tonight? Oh, the grilled chicken. Grilled chicken. You know, you're, not, the, you're not a big steak guy, are you? The steak, I had a steak last week. Okay, all right. I mean, I'll say this: you like to change we, it up. We, we like do want to up. appreciate the uh, East Knoxville chapter of the Chris Lowe Fan Club. Um, They've been gracious to us each and every week at the Texas Roadhouse out of Knoxville Center, and uh, now the West the West Knoxville chapter takes over this week. Chris will sign autographs. Just come on out and see him. Well, I'll sign autographs after everybody gets their pictures with you. Let's move on to more important things here. <laughs> Tennessee with an SEC football win. Remember how? I mean, remember how? Tennessee coach, with a win, low. Let, 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 but SEC means more, it, right? It you, does. You, you like a, the pun a, there, right? It does, but I mean. Just a win in general was good for the yeah, football team. Yeah, but come but on. It, Mississippi State wins is bigger than Chattanooga uh, wins. Uh, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, as I said on our podcast after the game uh, yesterday at VolQuest, I, I don't want to, you know, is Mississippi State a great football team? No. But you don't want to diminish it, what they did either. I mean, this is a Mississippi State team that, you know, handled a Kentucky team rather easily just a few weeks ago, a Kentucky team that, in my opinion – could be the difference between getting to a bowl and not going to a bowl because at this point, the way Vanderbilt's playing, it sure seems like uh, Tennessee can 
you know, win the UAB game, win the Vanderbilt game, if they're able to beat South Carolina in two weeks, and, and a lot of that will depend on the health of Ryan Holinsky. You know, if he can't go, they're a shell. I mean, they, they, they'll still be in the game because their defense is that good, and that's how they were able to really stifle Georgia yesterday. But they're a different team if they're having to go to that third-string quarterback joiner. Tennessee winning 20-10 to 10 over Mississippi State. And uh, you know a lot of things about that game jump out to me. You're right, just a win, period. It's been a, <laughs> a rough start to the season for the Big Orange, and that's putting it mildly. But to win with, let's face it, some, some guys stepping up. A, couple, a few guys that were left for dead. Yeah, that, exactly. That's the best way. Stepping up and playing big roles. Guys like Matthew Butler getting his first start and having a big game there up front defensively. Tyler Bird. When's the last time we'd heard from Tyler Bird? Uh, the, when he caught a touchdown pass against Alabama in, in kind of junk time last year. Right, and, and a huge, pretty good story, backstory there is, is I think he'd had some, he was frustrated and going to Jeremy Pruitt. I think Jeremy Pruitt was pretty tough on him, pretty, pretty brutally honest with him. And to, and to Jeremy's credit and to Tyler's credit, the kid responded, hung in there, and, and makes a huge play. And then Jared Garantano, when they needed him, and, you know, and, and a guy that, you know, let's face it, he had not played well early in the season. And they didn't ask him to do a whole lot yesterday, but when they asked him to throw it, the, the throw to Ramel Keaton was, was on point. The, of course, the, uh, the, quick check there down, the quick check down to Tim Jordan there on that third download that allowed the clock to continue to run, which set up the eventual – quick pass to Tyler Bird and then 39-yard touchdown. But I thought that was as big a play as there was in the football game was the check down because he, he you know, he went through his progression and felt that block, that blind, or that front side pressure coming and dumped it down, and Jordan did just enough to gain nine on a third and six. Well, it was there. To me, the big thing with Jared, he was there when his team needed him. You know, and, and it's tough to be unseated by a freshman quarterback. You know, he, he's been a quarterback here for – the last two plus years, and to get and, and he had not played well. He had not done the things they need the person at that position to do. But when they needed him yesterday, he was there and got it done for his football team. And that's what hey, that's what the, what's what team sports are about. Uh, but you know, a lot of players, and, and I think the best would you say overall when you look at what they hold Colin Hill to about thirteen yards. Yep, thirteen yards on, on eleven carries. And, and Colin Hill is a terrific football player, by the way, a really good football player. The best defensive performance for Tennessee since Jeremy Pruitt's been the head football coach. I think so. You know, I, I you know last year at Auburn they they you know really I thought played really well, um, but yesterday, you know, on the whole, I mean, Chris, this is a defensive line that has continued to get better, and, and give Tracy Rocker a lot of credit because, you know, this is a defensive line that the last couple of years, you know. Average to below average teams have have had a ton of success running on them, and, and Tennessee did a better job against Florida, you know, three weeks ago. Um, last week against Georgia, obviously, you know, Georgia ran for almost 250 yards, but at times they still showed flashes. Um, and then, you know, yesterday they were on point. They held their gaps. I thought Daryl Taylor made played his best game of the year, um, in, in containing the edge and. You know, everybody's going to talk about the seven sacks, but it's it's what Tennessee has done lately, outside of you know a few of those forty-yard runs against Georgia, in the in, in stopping the run that has been to me the biggest sign that the defense has turned the corner a little bit. I mean, they're not going to be the eighty-five Bears, but can they get stops against teams that they can beat, like Kentucky, Vanderbilt, those type of programs? Yes. 
Well, and it's a defensive line that, that collected 16 tackles among the defensive line. Five of the seven sacks, five come from the defensive line. And, again, guys like Matthew Butler who hadn't done a whole lot, but, boy, when they needed him, he was there. A little, little, uh, little tribute for him, Matthew Butler. Cousin of former Tennessee basketball player Anthony Slimdog Richardson was in school when I was in school in the 80s, roommate of Tony White. So a uh, little little family connection there. But it's good to see guys like a Matthew Butler, a Tyler Bird, Garantano to come back from his rough start to the season and get that win for, for Tennessee, 20 to 10. And I tell you what, if you ever if you brought somebody in from Mars that had never been around college football and said, this is what makes college football so intriguing and, and so fascinating and why people just love it, it's yesterday. I mean, who in the world – saw South Carolina beating Georgia with their third-string quarterback. Okay? Yeah, I mean, uh, and, no. and with Jake Fromm, who had been the, the epitome of consistency and poise and steadiness, throwing three picks, turning the football over four times, and then Rodrigo Blankenship, who'd been who, Mr. Who'd Mr. Automatic, Automatic, yeah, having one field goal blocked and then in, over, in the second overtime missing another one and South Carolina pulling that game out. Again, with a quarterback who was essentially its third-string quarterback. Well, and you know, and everybody's going to point to Rodrigo's miss, but in reality, it was the miss in the first overtime that even put him in that position to begin with. When South Carolina missed a game winner from which was just nothing but a chip shot, just blocked it a little bit to the right. And but isn't that know. the difference? So in co- sort of college football and pro football, that you, you get those games like that every once in a while that you just nobody sees coming. Clemson loses to Syracuse was it uh, two years ago? Um, you know, and you, you know, Alabama, you have some. Alabama hadn't had many close calls, but you go. Clemson back, loses to Pittsburgh right. at home. That's right, a few years ago. So I mean, to me, the, the, it's the losing at home. At Pittsburgh to, beats Clemson at home. South Carolina beats Georgia at home. That that's the more shocking of of this than anything Ohio else. Ohio State just getting drilled by Purdue last year. No, yeah. that was uh, that, that was, was at little, Purdue. But still. I mean, who sees those kind of results in games yeah. coming? Which, to me, again, that's what or makes Ohio college. State two years ago against Iowa. Right. Make, that's what makes college football. And so here we are now, a uh, couple of weeks into October, and the debate rages who's the best team in college football, who's the best four teams. You know, I don't know. It doesn't really matter who the four are right now. Because there's going to be enough playing. They're going to all play each other. And, and when you look at the SEC, is it, really as bad a loss as that was for Georgia. They went out. They're still going to be in the playoff. You, you you really can look at five teams in the SEC right now. Certainly four. Problem, problem, you know, they for, went Georgia, out. problem for Georgia is you're right if they went out. But I mean that's a tough, uh, a tall uh, road. Because well, they got to play. But, they got to play Florida and Auburn. Yeah, there you go. Florida they and Auburn before the they even get to the championship game. game. That's right. And you know both the you know with, with Auburn's defense, with Florida's defense, Trask playing the way he's playing. Yeah. But you I could, mean, but even had they pulled that game out yesterday, they had those games they're going to have to win. Yes, but you could have still lost one of those and won the rest and got to it. And won the, won the cha- you'd have to win the championship game. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll put it this way. Tennessee or uh, Georgia could have beaten Florida, lost to Auburn, still went to Atlanta, won in Atlanta, and gone to the playoff. Now they can't lose any of those games. No, their their mulligan's gone. Well, they're, Florida, how about Florida? Florida wins out. Now I don't know that they pro- will, but if they went out, beat Georgia in the cocktail party, and then they win the East, I think we're sort of forgetting about Missouri too. Don't don't sleep on Missouri. That they will factor in some way in who wins the East. Mark that down. Yeah, they're, I, I, the, here's the kind of the way I look at Missouri the rest of the way. They're going to win a game 
you don't see them winning. But I also think they're going to lose a game you don't see them losing. Yeah, and, and Auburn is another team. I was at Auburn this week for something I'm doing, and they've got the defense to win every game they play the rest of the way. Now, they've got a freshman quarterback who did not play on the w- very well at all on the road against Florida. They get both Georgia and Alabama at home, but they still got to go to LSU. You know, so you talk about a daunting schedule. Uh, all these teams, if they can win out, are still going to have a chance to get into the playoff. We want to thank our friends at Mortgage Investors Group for making this show possible. Uh, the nation presented across the state of Tennessee each week by Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating their 30th anniversary, AP, and serving Tennesseans. Have you heard of MIG's Lock, Shop, and Save program? You can lock in your rate for 90 days while you shop for home, and once you find the one, you get the lowest rate available. Mortgage Investors Group Lock, Shop, and Save program is available for conventional, FHA, and VA loan types. No contracts required, no upfront fees, and you can switch to any other program once your property is identified. Call us for your worry-free solution, Lock, Shop, and Save today. And are you tired of renting? Make your dreams of home ownership happen. The loan officers and Mortgage Investors Group can walk you through all of your op- options and offer advice to get you started. Mortgage Investors Group is committed, AP, to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership. Their mortgage experts will find and they'll structure the mortgage that best fits your needs and achieves your goals. Mortgage Investors Group wants you to they want to be your home loan lender. And if you, are you buying a new home? Maybe you need to just lower your home loan payment, pull out some cash, out of the equity in your home, let Mortgage Investors Group work for you. Go to MIGonline.com. Again, that's MIGonline.com for the nearest office to you. Equal housing lender, license 109-111-109-1911. So Tennessee wins, SEC win. I, I'm, I'm going spe- to keep specifying that. SEC because- win number one, win number two, and, and again, First win over a West team since the Auburn. Since last year. Yeah, since Auburn. Hey, you know, Jeremy Pruitt, you know, Tennessee hadn't won a Western division game in so long. Um, you know, what was it, eight, nine years last year, whatever the silly number was. And and here he's won both years against the team opposite Bama from the West. There you go. And now it's on to Alabama. Alabama as they say, as Eli Gold would say, Alabama. Alabama, a 35-and-a-half-point favorite this Saturday, a 9 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. AP, that's past my bedtime. Those are late, those are late football games. That means that game on the East Coast time, it'll be over, what, 1230, 1230 in the morning? Yeah. Can't um, wait. Alabama won 12 straight in the series. Well, I mean, Nick Nick's complaining. You know, they hadn't had a night game. They put in that brand-new light feature down there. They hadn't had a night game. So the conference office, I think, in their infinite sarcasm, said, okay, fine, 9 o'clock it is. 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock Central. As I said, the Tide have won 12 straight in this series, the last three by a combined total of 114 points. It's a robbery. It's a longstanding robbery. So many people have on both sides of this robbery, people that, you know, I go back to when I was a kid, would talk about games in the, in the 50s and, in the 60s, and, and this is a, a game that means a lot to a lot of people on both sides. But let's face it, over the last decade plus, on the field, anyway, it hasn't been much of a rival. You're right. Tennessee, the few shots they've had have come in Tuscaloosa. 2009. Correct. And then in 2015. Right. But the 2009 game, which was, by the way, Nick Saban still, Nick Saban's only unbeaten 
national championship team, Tennessee lining up to kick a field goal. Lane Kiffin, the head football coach, lining up to win that game. And big Terrence Cody mauls through and blocks, I guess, with his face mask or his shoulder or something like that. But that's that's the closest they've come. And really, you look back that season, that's close as anybody came to beating Alabama that year. This Alabama football team, and I've seen them live this year. I was at the South Carolina game a few weeks ago and had spent a lot of time around this program the preseason. They are so much different than we're used to Alabama being. You know, you think back to, and we're right on top of a break, we're going to take it, but you think back to those first five to six to seven Nick Saban teams at Alabama, bloody your nose, throw it over top to guys like Julio Jones and play great defense. This team is like a video game on offense. they got four receivers. They're all first or second round draft picks. And the guy throwing the football is the first, second, or third pick in the draft. They're beating up on defense. They're not as good as they were on defense. And that doesn't mean they're bad, but they're not nearly as dominant. They don't have the difference makers on defense they've had. So they're going to win a lot more games 41 to 31, 47 to 27. That's not the way they used to win, but to Saban's credit, he's evolved, and that's the way they're winning now. Let's go ahead and take our first break here. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, the Morrell Road location just adjacent to West Town Mall. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back here on The Nation in just a couple minutes. Date. Well, we're certainly glad to be here at Texas Roadhouse, the Morrell Road location, right here beside the West Town Mall. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service, 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. Bringing the whole family to enjoy Kids Night at Texas Roadhouse, visit TexasRoadhouse.com to find out the details about your favorite location. And also you can text STEAK to 68984 to become a Texas Roadhouse VIP. Enjoy information and about specials and delicious gifts. Standard message and data rates apply. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. Down the field, Rocky Top, running through the tee. The Big Orange is steeped in tradition. Charlie, Ken, and now me, Kevin Frazier. Frazier's Carpet One is also steeped in tradition. Since 1953, Frazier's has been the name to trust in carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, and anything for your floors. Call us at 546-4850. We'll come to you. We'll make it easy. Everything for the floor, from the tradition you trust more, Frazier's. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. 
The world's most refreshing beer is now available at college football's best stadium. This season, enjoy Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light on Rocky Top, now inside Neyland Stadium. So when the action on Shields Watkins Field heats up, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This fall at Neyland Stadium, grab the beer that supports the balls. Ice cold Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Proud sponsor of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, welcome back into The Nation. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. We are at the Texas Roadhouse here at the railroad location. See the fresh baked bread come pouring out of the kitchen, steaks, chicken, little ribs. Uh, getting hungry just thinking about it, talking good, about it. Good, crisp, cold salads. <laughs> Love being here, and it's always a great uh, Mickey Deerstone, voice of the Lady of Alls in the house. So you never know what kind of celebrities you might run into here. I, I want to uh, turn a more serious voice here, AP. Had a had a great uh, chance this afternoon after church um, to speak and talk with Albert Hainsworth. Albert was uh, eating and uh, here in town doing much better, and, and we're going to try to get Albert on the show at some point. He's, he's still... Waiting to get the kidney, but he's, he's feeling and, and doing much better. He's out and about. And it's, he was uh, at the game last week. Look, looked like he was doing. He was there, and he was there yesterday. Trim down. Yeah, and he, he slimmed down tremendously. Um, but said he was doing a lot better. And, boy, he so appreciates all the support and the prayers and the thoughts and the people that reached out to him during what was a trying time. Uh, but we're going to try to get Albert on the show at some point. But he was here, actually here for both the Georgia game and the game yesterday against Mississippi State. So it was great to see him today, great to visit with him. Almost looks more like a basketball player now than he does a football player because he's trimmed down <laughs> yeah. so much. Some sad news, too. Former VFL, former Vol Charles Benton, who I went to school with in the 80s, defensive back, um, passed away. Charles was a, a DB at Tennessee. Working at Ray County, correct? He's from Ray County. Yeah. Played on some powerhouse Ray County teams. Uh, was at Tennessee in the mid-'80s. Uh, the teammate of, of guys like Charles Davis, and again, I, I remember Charles. Charles was a great guy. I remember being around campus. Always, you know, had this big smile on his face, and, and certainly our prayers go out to Charles and his family. Uh, we lose Charles way too young, in his fifties, as he's uh, he's passed away. So uh, I know there's somber news, but news that, that that Tennessee fans certainly would want to hear about. Getting the word today from several of his teammates and people that live with him over there at Gibbs Hall. Uh, when we were in school. But uh, let me ask you this, AP. As you look forward now, if you look down Tennessee's schedule, you touched on this in, in the first segment. The way the, the league, and, and, and week to week it changes so much, the way you think. You think you got things figured out, and then South Carolina goes and beats Georgia. You know, Kentucky looks like maybe it's reeling a little bit. Or, or you know, certainly with losing their quarterback, they're not the same football team. Uh, Vanderbilt's terrible, and I, I don't know any other way to say it than that. They're, they're the worst, bad. They're the worst team in the league. And, and you know, and, and what's surprising to me, when you look at Derek Mason's teams over the last couple of years, they, they've had some tough stretches, but they, they, they continually would get better. And, and when they got into late October and November and played a lot of competitive, tough football games that they couldn't close the deal on, but they'd be right there. But typically in November... Gives you a greater appreciation for Kyle Shermer, too. It, it does, and they you know, miss him. They, you're no question they miss him because they've got guys 
They've got skilled players who are big-time players. You, you felt like, you know, they were going to take a step back there um, unless somebody really stepped up um, at the quarterback spot. But, but you know, you, you knew they had Keyshawn Vaughn coming back. and You, 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 know, had, you had Pigney a tight end. You know, you had, you had, you had legitimate But, I mean, to guys. get this manhandled you, at home against the UNLV that, team. That, that to has, me, you know, if you look in this league th- this year, Tennessee to lose the way they did to Georgia State, Vanderbilt to lose – to UNLV, both of those home games, you start talking about. Remember, you start talking talk about the SEC top to bottom. That's why it's hard to say top to bottom anymore. It's just right top, right there at the top. It's still as strong as it's ever been. They got four teams that could win the national championship. I mean, realistically, you have th- in Arkansas. It's really struggling right now, too. Yeah, I mean, I think he's in trouble. Yeah, no, he you know, when they play Western Kentucky, if they don't beat Western Kentucky, I think Chad Morris may be. And real, real trouble. So there, there's there's as much of a divide right now when you look at Alabama and, and LSU, I think Auburn, Florida. Uh, I, I still think Georgia's not just going to go quietly into the night. No, they're not, especially with Fromm. Right. You know, I, I think yesterday was an aberration. Here's the thing, though. And I'm going to go ahead and give Georgia the floor to win. Now, maybe speaking out of turn, but – you, you realistically, Chris, could end up with three one-loss teams in this league because the loser of the Alabama-LSU game will be out of the of the race for Atlanta, So, but they could still win out and be a one-loss team. And then Georgia's already a one-loss team. If Georgia won the league, you, in theory, could have three one-loss SEC teams sitting there come Selection Sunday. Now, granted, that you're more likely going to pick your SEC champion, which would be, in this case, Georgia, but... As far as getting a second team in, if you know somebody else gets upset, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, whoever that be, Wisconsin. I mean, yeah, Wisconsin's somebody you got to continue to give respect to the way their defense is playing. Well, there's two, to me, we know about Ohio State. I've seen Ohio State live, really good, complete football team. But there are two teams in the Big Ten. Wisconsin's one of them. Penn State's a good football team too. Both those teams mirror each other in a lot of ways. Wisconsin, and Penn State, both really good on defense, uh, both very well coached. I had a chance to watch a good bit of the Penn State game last night. Now, I don't I don't think they're as good right now as Ohio State, but you look at the next few weeks, we're gonna we'll find out where Penn State is. But that Wisconsin Ohio State game in two weeks, that game's up at the shoe. You tell me how, and you talk to people up that way. How 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 can they continue to go down that road with? And I know Michigan's. But Michigan's still been a, a team that's won ten games in recent years. Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State—they're all in the same division. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it really makes no sense, does it to you? Well, it's a little—it's it, a little bit before Florida State fell off. It was a little bit like that in the ACC. You had one division that was so top-heavy. SEC's been like that up until the last couple years. You had the West was so much better than the East. Now, now I think Kirby has changed that a little bit with Georgia. Uh, you know, Florida had that that spell when when McElwain was there. They just weren't as good. So you had that stretch. But yeah, and we we could sit here all day and talk about SEC scheduling. I, I was talking. I was at Auburn this week talking to some of their coaches about it, and they've got the hardest schedule in the country. How? It, 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 not pointing fingers at anybody, but how if you're Auburn when you know in that year that your cross division opponent is at Florida. Do you also schedule a game against Oregon, who's going to win the Pac-12 out in Dallas at a neutral site? But you won that game. Though. You won it, so it's going to help them. But you look at it, 
That's, that's at some tough. point. You, at some point, you need a little bit of a breather. Yeah. Let me tell you the team in because, this league. Because you know when that catches up to you, it catches up to you in November when you got to play Georgia and Alabama. And, and we're up against the break. And when we come back, we're going to talk solely Tennessee's win over Mississippi State. We've kind of got off track in this segment, not talking anything about Tennessee's win. But let me tell you a team that I think is is really a, an average club in this league is Texas A&M. I mean, this is a Texas A&M team that got pushed hard by an Arkansas team that's not very good. And that's one of their three wins. They're sitting there at 3-3, three and three and they were ranked. At 3-2, and two, they were number 24 in the country. Yeah, it's, and it's, they've, they've got a tough and schedule, it, too. But they, you're right. I think that's going to play out. Which the point you just made is going to play out even more as we go forward because I don't, I don't know with some of the losses they've had emotionally, physically, how they finish the season. I tell you what, let's go ahead and take this break, and we're going to hit Tennessee hard on the next side of the segment, break down the win a little bit more, and what it means for them going forward. Uh, we, we mentioned Brian Maurer, the, the, the concussion protocol. We'll see how that shakes out, uh, what it means for some of the guys that step forward and some of the younger players. It, you, know, you look out there and you see two freshman offensive tackles. And how, they're getting better every week. And how many, how many teams in college football are playing two freshman offensive tackles right now? None. Zero. They're, one, get, they're, getting, right. they're getting better every yeah, week. They are. All right, let's take the second break here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Slow. We'll be back in just a minute. Now. Hey, fans, for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs in West Knoxville, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. Again, that's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Hello, friends. This is Kevin Frazier with Frazier's Carpet One. And when it comes to flooring, Frazier's understands color, style, design, and selection. We've got value products and premium brands. Our selection is second to none. Just give us a call at 546-4850, and we'll come to you with free in-home shopping. Everything for the floor, from the store you trust more, Frazier's. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL greats, Rajon Neal and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. 
The world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the vault. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. All right, welcome back into the show. Chris Lowe and Austin Price, uh, The Nation. We do this every Sunday evening, and as always, we appreciate you making this possible. Austin, um, I'm going to turn it over to you here in a second, but when you look at Tennessee's next opponent and all the things you can say about what Nick Saban's done there, the championships and the top ten finishes. and You know what I think is probably one of the more remarkable accomplishments? They've won. Now, Texas A&M last week doesn't count because A&M was ranked at the time of the game. But clearly Tennessee not ranked. Alabama's won 87 straight games against unranked foes. 87 straight. The longest streak in FBS history. That, that's amazing. They just don't seem to they have. They don't have the games that Georgia had yesterday. Yeah, they don't have bad games. You know, Clemson losing a couple years, you know, well, Syracuse and Pitt. Georgia's lost yesterday. Ohio State losing last year to Purdue. Um, they just don't seem to have those kind of games. Now, they've had some close calls, a few, not a lot, but they just don't ever lose them. That, that to me, in, in, in this day and age of college football, is remarkable. It is. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, you know, they just, they don't, they win the games they're supposed to win. And, uh, and that's uh, kind of where we're at. Like, you know, the big thing for me, you know, this week for Tennessee is, you know, just get in, get out, and stay healthy. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, it, I mean, Kentucky, you know, after last night's win over Arkansas, they played Georgia this week. You mean, would you like to be going to Athens after they just lost to South Carolina if you're Kentucky? No. no. You know, and, and I think that's kind of their goal is just kind of get in, get out, and stay healthy. Uh, it's time for the marathon question of the week. Stop by your friendly neighborhood marathon station today. You'll discover how a full tank of freedom means that no matter what you're up for, they'll take care of wherever you want to go. Marathon fueling the American spirit. All right, Chris, it's your favorite time of the show, the marathon question of the week. And my question for you is, is it two and f- at two and four right now, halfway through this schedule, does Tennessee get to a bowl? Can I answer that question after they play South Carolina? No. I want you to give me, no give, give me the, I, I, you can answer the question based, so, on, based but let's say Helensky does not play. Let's just. I think if Helensky is not able to play, and, and let's hope, you know, for his sake and that family's sake for all they've been through, that he's able to come back and play. That was a, that was a wicked looking yeah. injury yesterday. And I, I don't know, you know, I haven't heard what the, the latest is, but just to see his, his knee buckle like that. But let's hope that kid gets back out there. I, uh, but if he's not able to play, then I would lean toward, yes, Tennessee making a bowl game. Because I think ten, uh, South Carolina, without him, is going to be a shell. It, Defensively, it, though, they're going to be able to be in any game. Yeah, absolutely they will. But, but that's, you know, if you can win that game, that's at home. And, and so much of it, too, depends on what Tennessee is like physically coming out of the Alabama game. It's never easy after you play. What, there's some unbelievable record. What teams is, And it's not good what their record is coming off a game against Alabama. You know, but if you if you can get to that Carolina game and hold serve at home, then you got UAB the next week. Kentucky, 
the next week. That game's on the road. Then you get a bye, and you go to a Missouri team who I think a lot of people, and I probably am guilty of this myself a few weeks ago, are sleeping on. Missouri's a well, Barry Odom is a much better football coach than he's ever been given credit for. Uh, but you go to Missouri. So I can see a scenario, and we talked about this at the break, where Tennessee plays Vanderbilt. And I wouldn't have believed this three weeks ago. I certainly wouldn't have believed it coming off of the loss to BYU, and they start 0-2. But I could see a scenario where they play Vanderbilt on November 30th, and that game is for a bowl, is for a chance to go to the postseason. Yeah, and, and you know, when you you never want to just say, hey, the, the, you know, like Missouri. You know, most people think Tennessee will lose to Missouri, but you don't know what can happen. I mean, look, right. they almost lost, you know, Kelly Bryant last week to a, a, a nasty hit. Right. You know, I mean, you just never know what could happen. You know, something could happen to somebody, you know, that plays for Tennessee. You, you, just, you can't account for injuries in football. Um, but if they can beat South Carolina, then, you know, I, just, I know they lost to Georgia State, but I'm going to chalk it up, give them UAB. You're at the same point. You, you, know, in, you know you just jinxed them, don't you? Yeah. Um, you, you're at the same point in the in the you know record-wise that you were a year ago going into Kentucky as a four-win team. Same same spot. You just you know had this disaster start this year against two teams you should have won um, or should have beat. So in, in my mind, I, I definitely can see the path to the postseason for Tennessee if they can get past South Carolina, and I I think along it goes a long way. You know, for Tennessee's sake, if if Ryan Helensky is not able to play, because it does change, you know, what South Carolina wants to do offensively. They could do nothing really yesterday. You know, Joyner made a few made a few plays, and he's a, he's a guy that gets out there and runs around a little bit. But on the whole, they're not going to score a ton of points on you. Um, you know, if if he's the quarterback and 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 Helensky's out, so uh, this is a Tennessee team that you know. Is, is you know has certainly has its flaws, um, but at the same time, is starting to I think show signs of improvement in certain areas up front on both sides of the ball. Defensively, the defensive line is playing their their gap, run gaps better. They're just they're just playing better on the whole. Offensively, up front, credit to Will Friend, credit to Jim Chaney. Up front, they're playing really solid football. I mean, a year ago, Tennessee was 14th in the league. Out of 14 teams in pass blocking, Chris, this year going into this past week, they're ninth. I know that's not setting the world on fire, but when you improve past five programs, that means that you've improved quite a bit, and they're doing it, as you said in the last segment, with two freshman offensive tackles. They're doing it with a lot of rotation. They're doing it with a left, a former All-American left guard who doesn't practice during the week. Right. You know, the, the, uh, you know, a center – who had never been able to stay healthy until this year and Brandon Kennedy. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I think that, you know, honestly they're, they're showing signs of life where they needed to, and that's up front on both sides of the ball. And I think that's a big reason why Tennessee's been able to, you know, make some headway as a program. I know they've just got two wins and they got the second one yesterday, but they've been showing some signs in recent games. Even in losses, they've showed signs. Well, the other thing they've got to do is, is they played a cleaner football game yesterday. They finally won the turnover battle. Well, and, and you know, and, and that's what they're going to – that's going to have to be the recipe going forward. If they're going to have any chance to make the postseason. Well, Chris, I mean, it was 20 to 10, and you could easily argue that it, it should have been 26 to 10. If not, you know, two more picks, than that, two those picks two in picks the in the red zone. And, 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 and I said this on the, you know, was Brian Maurer of sound mind when he threw the second one? If you're diagnosing him with a concussion after the game and he didn't play after the tumble, you know, outside of that one play where he threw the pick, 
I would say he was concussed when he threw the second pick. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I'm not even going to give him that one. I think that, you know, he, he coaches didn't know he was concussed when he was out there. He, you know, made a read, made a bad throw. and I, But the first one definitely on him because, you know, that, that, that corner, you know, sank back and he threw it right to him. But, yeah, that, I think playing cleaner football going forward, more disciplined football, and that's what I've been saying now for a couple of weeks. And doing what they did yesterday and really taking away – defensively what a team does best. I mean, to, to be able to just completely shut down Kylan Hill says, to me, volumes about the growth in that defense. Because, again, he's, he's a really good football player. And I've talked to a bunch of coaches around the league who have the utmost respect for that kid. And um, to do that, I think that's that's the other thing going forward. They're going to have to take some of that away from people going forward. And I, uh, you know, young, young kids growing up. And, you know, I, I know there was – when, when Maurer went out, they were conservative. But to me, in that situation with the way they were just completely stuffing Mississippi State, conservative to me is a translation for being smart. I thought Jim Cheney was smart in the way they called the football well, game. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to chuck a deep for a home. I mean, right. Everybody plays the game in their mind as a fan the way, you know, I played PlayStation growing up. You throw the deep ball every play. You try to score as many points as you can. You don't think conservatively and taking the – the risk out of the play. There's no risk if you hand it off. I mean, yeah, you could fumble, but, I mean, if you put it in the air, bad things can happen um, far more frequently than if you just hand it off. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get why fans were kind of you know, not real happy when they were in kind of a conservative mode yesterday, but you're right. It, it, with the way that also can be very intelligent. With the way that game was going, I mean, I, I didn't see much from Mississippi State that made me think, they were going to be able to, to score a whole lot of points. And the way the way they were going to score is to give them something cheap. Yep, give them a short field where they right. only got to go 20 or 30 yards. All right, let's take our last break, our final break here on The Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, the Morrell Road location. We appreciate you tuning in as you do every Sunday night. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Hello, fans. This season, enjoy the refreshing taste of Coors Light and Dos Equis. Coors Light is the world's most refreshing beer. It's made to chill. And Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Both these great brands distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. Celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. There's something out there for you and me. And the American road is calling so What's it going to be? Hey, it's an amazing day. Traveling our own highway. No matter where it leads us, we can smile. Because it's leaning in the mind. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. 
Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. The world's most refreshing beer is now available at College Football's Best Stadium. This season, enjoy Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light on Rocky Top, now inside Neyland Stadium. So when the action on Shields Watkins Field heats up, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This fall at Neyland Stadium, grab the beer that supports the balls. Ice-cold Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Proud sponsor of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Crescent Austin. All right, back in for the final segment here tonight on The Nation with my main man, Austin Price. Austin shot 73 earlier today. I wish I did. And that included a couple three putts. I wish I did. Mentioned earlier, AP, uh, Bama, a 35-and-a-half point favorite over Tennessee. Some other SEC lines, early lines. Uh, Texas A&M, a five-and-a-half point favorite over Ole Miss. Missouri at Vanderbilt, a 20-and-a-half point favorite over the Commodores, the reeling Commodores. Auburn at Arkansas, another team, Arkansas, that's really struggling right now. Auburn, a 17-and-a-half point favorite over the Hogs. LSU goes to Mississippi State. LSU, a 19-point favorite on the road at Mississippi State. And Georgia at home hosting Kentucky. The Dogs, a 26 point favorite looking over some stuff here online um, josh kendall who's covered south Carolina for a long time does a, a terrific job works now for the athletic reporting that will muschamp saying that helensky's injury is a sprain a knee sprain don't think it's anything serious right now so good news for south Carolina. it sounds like of course that's something they'll have to watch and certainly monitor closely but it doesn't sound like it's anything long term and that's good news for the kid um Absolutely. you know um We'll see if he's able to go this week against Florida. I know, you know what Coach Muschamp said, but I mean a lot of that, you know, <laughs> a lot of gamesmanship out there with, with head coaches these days. And, and probably a lot of it is what 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 can he do? Can he protect himself? Can he move around in yeah. practice? You know, you yeah. Watch I mean, do you have any? Do you have any lateral movement? Right. right. And I think that's the thing in these type of situations. You know, the, the medical staff gives you all right. Th- this is what it is. This is where we think he is. Now let's let's watch him in practice and see how he moves. How he moves laterally. And the big thing in football is, especially at that position, can you protect yourself? you got people coming from the blind side all these different ways. Yep. You certainly don't want to put a kid out there, which they won't. Nobody will. They can't protect themselves. So good news for the Linsky family in South Carolina. It sounds like it's nothing long-term or serious. Um, and for Tennessee, that's still a couple of weeks away before they get him. So, we'll, you know, you can probably know more whether he does play this week, how he plays, what he looks like, how he moves that kind of thing but a, a a major difference for south Carolina if he's in the and, lineup and the win not. and the win yesterday gives them a little bit of wiggle room when it comes to you know uh, what are the chances they beat florida if you send him out there and he re-injures himself he could miss ample time after that you well, know maybe you, you think big picture and say okay we need him more for a, a game against tennessee that that's a game we need to win than then maybe this week against the Gators. We, we were talking about Tennessee's bowl chances being 
you know, the, the, the door being open. Heightened, yeah. You know, it's, it's – I always think about – you know, you, you talk about teams that start poorly. You go back to the old Jim Moore. Play, play, playoffs? You know, so if we'd be even talking about a bowl a few weeks ago at Tennessee, we probably got that same kind of reaction. That bowl game – but, but the win over Mississippi State at least opens the door to talk about it. For South Carolina, the same. I mean, if they lose to Georgia, if they don't win that game against Georgia. Then they lose to, then they lose to Florida, Murder's Row. It's hard for me to find a pathway for them to the postseason when you yeah. look at what's left. Yeah, because you, know uh, you know you've got Florida this week. You know you've got Clemson down the road. Um, they play Missouri down the road, too. Yes. So, I mean, this is. A tough schedule, not counting the Tennessee game. So, um, yeah, this is a South Carolina team that's got a lot of weapons, especially defensively. Um, they know how to run the football and, and do it effectively. Um, we'll be interested to see how they play this week against Florida because they're going to be off, coming off such a high from yesterday, and Florida is going to look to rebound as uh, they still control their destiny in getting to Atlanta from the east that, uh, you know, they'll be very motivated this week. You know, I like, uh, I know they didn't win, but uh, the Trask kid for Florida is a pretty good football player. It's amazing how he's <laughs> went so long without starting a game. Isn't that a miracle? I mean, you think about it. He was playing behind De'Eric King in high school, right? Never started until, I don't think the kid had started hey, since man, he was in ninth grade. Credit, credit the kid. I mean, if, if you knew you had a little bit of juice to you, I mean, how many, I mean, like, I, I see local high school quarterbacks around here that, you know, if they're running as the two, they bolt out of there, and they're not near the player this kid is. So, I mean, like, the fact he was just content and, you know, set in there as the number two and found his way onto a, uh, you know, power five roster, set we're, some more. Yeah, we're talking about the Car- uh, the Gamecocks. The Gamecocks won three games now. They've already played Missouri, actually. Okay. They they. they They've won two in a row. The Kentucky game now looks bigger and bigger. They beat Kentucky pretty pretty soundly. Yeah, they, they, they handled them at home. They beat Kentucky pretty soundly the week before. Of course, the upset over Georgia. They've got Florida, then Tennessee, then Vandy, then Appalachian State. Appalachian State ain't going to be no walk in the park. I can promise you that. And that game's in Columbia. Then they play at Texas A&M. A&M, there you go. And then Clemson. So they still got a tough schedule. I'm telling you right now, if they don't win that game against Georgia yesterday, they have no chance to go to the postseason. Now, you know, you can see certainly. That, that, and I think for really that Tennessee-South Carolina game in a lot of ways, I think is going to be maybe a, I won't say win and end, but for both teams that is going to be a huge game as uh, far as postseason. It's a, it's a huge step in the right direction for either school. You know, and, and, and the Gamecocks under Muschamp, just when you think, boy, you know, he's not. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. He, he, he ups and wins a big game like that. You know, they, they were awful in the bowl game last year. Virginia, you know, of course, I know South Carolina was, was missing a ton of players. They were awful in that game. They did not look very good at all against North Carolina earlier this year. Now, maybe North Carolina's a little bit better than we gave them credit for. But then they beat Georgia on the road. Those are the kind of wins that buy you a lot of time. Let's face it. And, and to come off a sound-beating of Kentucky the way they had, and then to beat Georgia on the road. Those are the kind of wins that he has seemed to produce, you know, just at those times that you thought he might be in some trouble. Well, I mean, look at Derek Mason. I mean, like, you know, just a few years ago, you know, there was some thought about him being potentially in trouble at Vandy, you know, 
Then they beat Tennessee. Joker Phillips, when he was at Kentucky, <laughs> threw that receiver out there, beat Derek Dooley, and was able to get another year out of that because of that win. So you're right. I mean, certain wins just carry more weight. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think South Carolina would be insane to move on from Muschamp anyways. I, well, they, they, they just they just re-up with him. They, they would owe him a lot of money. Will's one of those guys that, um, you know, he is going to work relentlessly. His recruiting operation, the way he set up the recruiting operation there, they've had some success and they made some inroads. But I agree with you. I think it's, you know, let's face it, and I've told him this before in, in, in jest, but Saban's, Nick Saban's screwed up for a lot of people because everybody sees that kind of success and they think, you know, that you're going to be able to come in and do it in a year or two. And at places like Tennessee and South Carolina – Missouri and some of these other places, Arkansas. Arkansas. It's going to take two, three, four recruiting classes. And let's face it, there's there's just not a lot of nobody pay. wants to give them that time. No, no, nobody wants to give them that time, especially when you're paying coaches what they're paying them now, and you're spending money on facilities, the kind of money that people, everyone, is spending on facilities. Well, AP, appreciate it. Good to be here with our friends at Texas Roadhouse and Railroad location. Lines get along for your autograph, Lo. Uh, I don't they're, out, they're out there waiting for you, but we will see everybody. <laughs> Right here, same time here at the Texas Roadhouse for Railroad Location. We hope it's a blessed Sunday evening for everybody. So long. Until next week, talk to you then. You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse. Your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Discover how a full Tank of freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dosecchi's, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dosecchi's responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State for more news on college sports and the SEC. This is The Nation, signing off.